Welcome to the Honest Conversations with My Pastor podcast. We sit down every week with our pastor, Andrew Zanako, and ask some honest questions about what we heard from God in the previous Sunday sermon. The goal of this podcast is to help connect the dots of what God speaks to us on a Sunday morning and our everyday lives. We pray this podcast equips and encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Honest Conversations with My Pastor. Conveniently, I have my pastor sitting across the table from me. <laughs> we are going to be discussing this week's message, which mm-hmm. Andrew's going to give the intro to what it was. Biblical right. Formation, mm-hmm. Section 2, Humanity, Part 2. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about you. Which we talked about. Relationships. And Adam. Yeah. And the first man. Yes. And um, if you missed the message, go back and listen to it. We are not going to do a recap. We're kind of just going to jump into some questions. It's worth going back to listen to. Um, and also as a front, front, how do I say that? Front statement? Uh, yeah. What? An epilogue? No, that's epilogue, a, that's prologue. Prologue. Yep. That's also not correct. But <laughs> we are, we're just not going to answer specific questions about relationships. Mm. Andrew's not going to be counseling on hypothetical situations. Mm. Um, so if you have those questions, probably work them out with people that you love and that, are, that you trust in yes. that one advice, yeah. namely Steve Snocko. <laughs> right? Yeah. You'll love that. Yeah. Um, Take all your hard things to Steve. <laughs> yeah. So we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of relationship, even though that, like how to do Specific relationships. It'd be hard for me to speak to a hypothetical person about a specific relationship in their life that I don't know anything about just based on a question they emailed in. Yes. It's kind of where I'm thinking of that. There are some general guidelines laid out in like Romans 12, Ephesians. The Bible. (laughs) Clothe yourselves with kindness. (laughs) Um, But we're going to talk today about what it means to be an image bearer. Uh Um, And I think one of the first questions we want to hit, which I feel like several people voiced was, Mm -hmm. what happens, one of the points you made was mm-hmm. that we bear the image of God yes. for other people. Uh-huh. So when I'm in relationship with my husband, mm-hmm. he should look like Jesus mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. I hope he hears this. Yes. And then I should look like Jesus to him, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think, obviously, we are still in the process of learning who God is. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yes. And we'll learn our whole lives. Right. Um, but we can falsely represent who God is to someone else if we don't have a good view of God ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So how would you counsel someone mm-hmm. who's who's had um, pain in the past from someone who was supposed to be an image bearer and wasn't? Yeah, that's a great question. Is that too much? No, that's a, no that's a really good question because that could work out in a bazillion different ways. Right. Friendships, marriage, yeah. church relationships, all yeah. kinds of stuff. So an interesting thing is that about this whole creating humans thing is that we're created in the image of God, but we are not God. Right. So that matters. Yes. <laughs> and that's kind of, it's, uh, it's kind of vague, I guess, but, but incredibly important. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know exactly how that works, mm-hmm. but I think that that's fascinating. And part of the whole point of relationships is that like, relationships aren't supposed, I don't think they're necessarily supposed to be um, like difficulty free necessarily, you know? And so I I think Heather and I were talking this last night on on our date night, we were talking about different things. And like, we, I think subconsciously come into a lot of things in life, assuming that things should not, things should always be easy. And so if something's not easy, then something's gone terribly wrong. Mm -hmm. It's like, maybe, but maybe not too. Maybe it's just part of life. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't, um, okay, let me try to zoom in on the question. What do we do, say it again? What do we do when someone in our life has mm-hmm. presented God incorrectly? Yeah, like totally. they were supposed to be a trustworthy figure. Maybe they yeah, were, like right. your dad or your yeah. pastor or someone. Yeah, I think that there's multiple sides to that. One, we can always grow in grace and mercy for each other. And so part of the let's talk about you even message title and point I was making is mm-hmm. I need to be ready for God to talk to me about me mm-hmm. whenever I'm coming to him about somebody else. Mm-hmm. I need to be ready for that. That being said, there are times when other people just do some things wrong yeah. and then that causes actual pain or actual confusion or act, like real stuff. Yeah. And then you have to go, you have to address those things for what they are. You have mm-hmm. to address things that need healing mm-hmm. in an appropriate way to get healing. I think that where we, we, but we have to go in with both, uh, like, I don't know, both hands of like, okay, I do need legitimate healing from stuff. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. You know, nobody's perfect. Everybody that I ever have a relationship with is going to cause me pain at some point. Yes. We should go into every relationship with that mindset. It sounds like doomsday kind, kind of, of. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's actually really freeing and yeah. just honest to know like, oh, okay, great. So when my friend hurts me, my answer, my first answer isn't, oh man, maybe we should never be friends again. Yeah. It's like, no, let's, let's address it and let's talk about it. Yeah. Part of us talking about it is me being open to, maybe I had too high of an expectation, maybe whatever, whatever my part to play in is. Mm-hmm. Again, I want to underscore, I'm not saying that every time somebody's ever been hurt, it's really their fault. Yeah. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. I think we just have to do both. And sometimes we lean too much on needing healing from other people and we miss the fact that there's some of the healing is found in us coming to some healthy realizations of, oh, I was actually demanding something of that person that they could never give me in the first place yeah. or whatever. So, yes. and that's where I think a lot of church hurt comes where it's like, no, no, church is going to hurt you. Like right. I, as the pastor, am going to disappoint every single person who ever comes to our church. Yeah. So I'm not trying to, but it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. And everybody in our church is going to hurt everybody in our church mm-hmm. <laughs> at some point, you know? Mm-hmm. So we've got to have, we have that, that space has to exist in our relationships for like, this is actually part of the norm mm-hmm. in our broken world mm-hmm. is that pain happens. Anyways, I'll, as, yeah, that's good. I, I was at a conference once and Stephen Gulley mm-hmm. talked about how he would say, I forgive them already. Like mm. he would walk into every relationship and just be like, I just forgive them already. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, you know, our marriage vows, you say mm-hmm. like in sickness and in health, you say like a lot of sad things. Yeah, And totally. as marriage has played out, I'm like, wow, I forgot we like covenanted for that. Yeah. Because you're only thinking about the good parts. So mm-hmm. I like that. Um, yeah. And I think, I think, you know, conversely, there can be a lot of guilt and shame when you feel like when you look back on your life and see how you've misrepresented mm. God. How would you advise someone like just in general? I know there are things that I have done that I wish I could go back and undo or unsay. Um, and have you had moments like that? Mm. And what have you done? Have you gone back and mm. called people and said, hey, that one time I thought I was really right. I wasn't right. Right. Like as a dad, how do you handle yeah. that when you're like, hey, Rose and Smith, totally. that was my flesh and not Jesus. Yeah. Gosh, great question. Great. Yeah, it's a really good question. I think that applies to just sin in general. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of things I look back on my life and I'm like, dang it. Right. When I was 18, I wish I wouldn't have done that totally. with those people. And mm-hmm. so this goes into regret mm-hmm. and like you said, shame and condemnation and just this whole, like, there's a lot to this question. So I think a lot of it applies or a lot of it depends on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, me thinking about... Um, 
a way I led life group really poorly in college is different than me thinking about how maybe I responded to something poorly yesterday to my kids. Yeah. I definitely need to go back to my kids, but I don't know that I need to go try to find everybody's phone number from my college life group. Yeah. You know, like right, that, right, right. and I'm not being, I'm not like being facetious. Like yeah. we can't always go back mm-hmm. and undo stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's part of sin. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why we need Jesus so bad. And that's part of what makes grace and forgiveness so amazing yes. is there is a reality or there's a revelation of his goodness that comes when I realize I screwed something up that really mattered. And there might be somebody who's mad at the church because I did something stupid. Mm-hmm. And I can't go back and do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I can't go find that person. And God still forgives me for that. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. That's crazy. Like, why would he do that? And so there's there's revelation in that. Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, like you said, the opportunity of repentance. That's yeah. like, okay, I may not be able to go back, but I can still learn from it mm-hmm. and be humble and realize, okay, yeah, I've not done everything right. And I'm probably not doing everything right right now. And so going down that road. Yes. I think um, one thing that is kind of difficult is as I, you know, as you grow up, you kind of realize when people have failed to represent God for you correctly. Mm. Um, and so, you know, one thing I've appreciated about this series is the emphasis on not having a self-centered faith. And that Mm. also comes with like a self-centered view of who God is, where he's just like me. Mm. And this feels hard for me, like in this relationship topic, because as I, as we want to know who God is and we look to other people to show us who God is, maybe it is like someone has, you know, history with a youth pastor or a pastor who had moral failure or something in, or a parent, and you're trying to figure out who God is. How would you encourage someone to even learn the character of God? Like, is it just the practical, you mm-hmm. spend time in the Bible? But sometimes the old, like Chad was saying last night, something about the Old Testament, he's like, I just don't understand. God wanted to like kill the Israelites and he tells Moses. And I was like, no, he was like hoping that Moses would intercede. And he's like, how do you know that? And I was like, I don't know. I just, I superimpose that on God because it offends me that he would mm-hmm. want to just wipe out his own people. Yeah. Kind of goes into what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Do yeah. You wanna, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. I, I, I think that that is the journey of learning God for yeah. sure. And it's why we have to have endurance and persevere mm. in every area. We yes. have to endure in our personal time with Jesus. We have to endure reading the Bible. Yeah. We have to endure with the church and the people of God. And we have to be in for all of this for the long haul. Mm-hmm. We have to We have to understand we are, and the starting point is, okay, Jesus, I am giving my life to you. Mm-hmm. I am dying and I am being raised from the dead to live a new life where I follow you. I'm submitted to you. Mm-hmm. So that's our starting point. So now I'm learning every step of the way and I need to make sure I'm checking my rights or my opinions or my agendas constantly kind of like at the door to realize, oh wait, no, I, I died. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So the questions I have like we've been talking about in a lot of these, I don't necessarily have rights to the answers to all of these questions. Yeah. I've I can come to him and ask, you know, and yeah. but God doesn't have to be the way that I think he has to be. And so I'm here to learn. Yes. I'm here to learn. And I'm and I've done everything imperfectly. And so even in all the questions of like, what do I do when other people have been imperfect? Part of sorting through that is a proper proper view of how often I've done it imperfectly. Yeah. And that's not like a, 
let's get to the common lowest common denominator of like we're all terrible. But it's First uh, John four says, if God has so loved us, let us love one another. Yeah. And so there's an ability to love other people that only comes when I realize how God loved me. Mm-hmm. So when I think about being gracious to somebody, being gracious to someone isn't found the the true it's grace worthy of it. Right. Well, true me giving true grace to somebody yeah. is not my is not because I mustered up grace. Yes. Me giving grace to somebody can only come from realizing how I've been given grace. Yes. Or um, you know, you go through first first Corinthians thirteen, the list of love. I was patient and kind and all these things. I used to think it's like, oh, I just need to like try harder to be more patient. Yeah. And it's like, that's actually not patience. That's just delayed blowing up, Yeah. you know? But where patience comes from is when somebody is, makes me annoyed or I, I'm, I want to be impatient with somebody about something. Let's say it's something really legitimate. Somebody has done something against me. Where patience or grace comes is where I go to God and say, God, where have you given me grace for that same kind of thing? Yeah. And when I realize how God's been gracious to me, yeah. then giving grace to other people is a totally different ballgame. Yeah. So we have to ha- be humble before mm-hmm. the Lord in as we navigate all of the shortcomings of everybody else. Again, not to say nobody ever did anything worse than, or whatever, like um, you're just as bad as everybody else. It's not yeah. that, but there's a... There's a part of doing all of this well that is staying humble before the Lord and realizing where he's given me grace sets me up to navigate everything else in a healthy way. Yeah, I think one thing I appreciated in your message was when you talked about how how often Jesus would turn it on people when they came to him with, Mm. like, look at what they did. Even like Martha, like, look, Mary's not even Mm -hmm. sitting. And he like, it's like the ultimate spank moment for a woman. It's like, oh, that is uncomfortable. But (laughs) I, I think what I'm hearing is, the lifestyle of repentance, which I always mm-hmm. give you credit for. I don't actually know if you you say that, don't you? What? Like I keep giving you lifestyle of repentance mm. credit. Maybe Great. it's not yours, but I, I've made it yours. I think I've said that. <laughs> yeah, but like humility <laughs> and a lifestyle of repentance yeah. because um, – because like you're saying that when you're when you realize you've been forgiven much, you can forgive much, mm-hmm. right? Like the woman yeah. who came and like Simon yeah. didn't even clean Jesus' feet. And he's like – he tells that story. It's worth yeah. him to look at. Right. Um, I think – I think for me, it's just the, the the freedom, though, too. When we talked about hurt, I, I appreciate that you're like, it's not to negate the fact that there is hurt. And I think Psalms provides us with enough language to realize, like, we can go before the Lord yes. and pour out our heart right. and our hurt. And you can't just stuff relational pain mm-hmm. because it's going to manifest at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the... The push is to get resolution, you mm. know, and maybe that's just always found in like the daily surrendering of the yeah. offense. Yeah, I think it's resolution, but e- even that sometimes can't happen. Like I can't go back in time right. and find resolution to everything. It's just actually finding forgiveness at the cross, yes, like exactly. actually staying there until I get a revelation of forgiveness. And so much of that has to do with also getting a revelation of my own brokenness. Yeah. And again, it's not a comparison thing mm-hmm. of like, oh yeah, I guess God's always telling me I'm just, I'm actually worse than everybody. Yeah. It's, it's not that at all. Yeah. It's just when I'm hurt and when I'm coming to somebody for reconciliation, when I need healing from somebody or whatever, that's legitimate. And um, it's always healthy to realize that like, just I'm not perfect either. And so it's not like there's one, anyways, 
I, I don't know. I, I can't get it out well, so I'm just going to stop there. No, it's good. I think it's I've good. said enough. I think I appreciated how you talked about when, when someone can't, like it's not good for man to be alone. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the life of Jesus and you would think that all sufficient God in flesh would not need like 12 annoying disciples. Yeah. But he like chose it. Mm-hmm. And he even chose to like have to need support from mm-hmm. people. And mm-hmm. he, he like willingly entered into the mm-hmm. mess of human relationships. So like, yeah. can't we do that same thing? Yeah. You know? I just remembered something. I was reading this this morning, Matthew 18, I think. Mm-hmm. Jesus tells the parable of the, like the king who forgives a massive debt of yes. a servant. And then the servant goes and holds somebody else accountable for a really small debt. Yeah. And so I was just thinking about this this morning. Yeah. And I, the, the thought that went through my head is I need, I need to get my mind more wrapped around the debt I've been forgiven than yes. the debt that I'm owed. Yeah. And so that's the good way of saying what I've been trying to say this whole time, no, that's really good. which is not that there's no debts, Yes. but I can't for, I can't ever forget the debt that I've been forgiven. Yeah. Even as I pursue and need and address debts that people have against me. Yes, that's good. Um, I, I kind of want to go here, and I'm a little scared too. But Let's go for uh, it. So you talked about the word azer, mm-hmm. which I feel like I've pronounced differently, but I'm going to go. I don't, I don't think I'm right. I just think yeah. in my brain. You know when you say words in your brain and they oh, come yeah. out? Anyway, so the idea of a woman mm-hmm. being the azer and her coming second, um, there's potential there for a lifelong of like, why do I have to be the one that's pregnant? And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like a great thing, but like a man never gets to... Maybe I'm just vocalizing for all the women out there, but I think I think in my mind is I've always heard that word azer in like the let's pump women up message of like you're you're made to be like God, like an mm. azer like God. You have identity too, not just the man. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, you know, you talked about it being a strong word. Do you have yeah. any thoughts on Eve coming second? Like all that. This isn't just a me thing. Someone else focuses right. this question. So yeah. everyone judging me right now. But <laughs> no, like, well, how, how do you reconcile the gender difference? And mm. and if if there are, I mean, it is like you look through the Old Testament, it's a lot of men interacting mm. with God. A few women, yeah. like books named for women. Mm-hmm. So I need to like give credit there. Right. Um, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, we are going to talk about gender here in a couple weeks. Perfect. So that'll be good. I'll we, be there. we Yeah, <laughs> we still won't address everything uh, for sure. But uh, I think, I think it's a. I think those are good questions, and also I th- would submit both men and women need to come to Genesis two, setting that um, perspective aside first to look at it with the perspective I was trying to talk about on Sunday, which is this is. Let's look at this for what it says about humanity before what it says just about men or just what it says about women. Mm-hmm. Like instead of before we get to, oh, men first, women second, which I'm like, there's still questions of like, what was Adam? Like, was he like, was he, it says like he was like one human. So, and he, and God took like half of him out to make this woman. Like was, what was Adam? So maybe was Adam purely just one male thing? Or I don't know. I don't know. You're looking at me crazy, but it I doesn't am. say. I'm a little bit like, well, it, well, it doesn't that's say. The end of the podcast, no, it doesn't say. It doesn't say either way, way okay, you know? Okay. So I'm just. I I'll, get it. You're wrestling with the scripture. I just. I'm like, just okay. saying it doesn't say it either way. Okay. So yes. all I'm saying, so if, if, anyways, but then later in the Bible, it's like, yeah, men, uh, like men were before women, but all men come from women. Right. And Paul, Paul talks about, I think it's First Corinthians like 11 or 12 or something like that. Anyways, yeah, he talks a lot about that. So anyways, what I, my main point is, I think we should look at it for what it says about relationships first, which the point is not that somebody came first and somebody came second. The point is we need each other. Yeah. And so when we 
Now let's go to the second tier of male, female. We're now not having the conversation about who came first, who came second, who's better, who's worse, who's stronger, who's weaker. It's no, no, we need each other. Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. That's the actual point. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I would address specifically like Eve coming second or that whole deal. And now there's lots of conversations maybe to have about other things in the Bible, but as a first step, I think it's good to come to Genesis 2 fresh and say, oh, this is the point this is trying to make is that we're, we, we cannot be who God made us to be apart from each other. Yes. It's a great place to end the podcast for today and realizing we're going to hit gender in a few weeks. Yes. Sam, I want to do this podcast when that happens. Okay. <laughs> on. Is there any other um, questions we didn't get to? We got, we got to most of them in a roundabout way. There were okay. some specific ones that we're not going to oh. go to unless we have a counselor on site, right? Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, tune in next week for the message. We'll come to church for the message, and then we will have another Honest Conversations with that. Perfect. We're getting into fun topics, though. Yeah, it's it's going to get fun. All right, everybody. (laughs) See you soon. Thanks, Karis.